Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs. What's up, friends? Welcome to Nieces Nugs Podcast, episode four. And today we're going to talk about food. That's right, food. Those of you that know me well, you probably have heard me say at some point, food is my quest. As a kid, I would say that food is my quest. And when people would call saying food was ready, I would be on the move. In fact, that might have been the fastest movement I made all day. I'm a firm believer that God gives us taste buds so that we can taste the flavors that he has created. Now today, this podcast is really not about food specifically. We'll, we'll get there one episode and we'll talk about that. But today, what I really want to talk about is my struggle with food, my struggle with weight, and my struggle with being healthy. Now, before we get down this road, you might immediately say, I don't struggle with these things, and that's perfectly okay, but let me just say these things. Number one is give it 10 to 20 years, and your metabolism is probably going to slow down at some point. Number two, even if it doesn't, there's somebody in your life who might struggle with some of these things, and so it might just be good to to hear me out on this. And number three is this. I'm going to try my best at the end to kind of make this applicable to other areas of life, things that I've adopted into my food journey that I think are helpful in other areas as well. So hang in there. Hope you enjoy it. But for food for me and my weight loss journey, I'm still on it. You know, see, as a kid, I was called things like large, fat, chubby, husky, sneaky fast, which is just another way of saying you're faster than the fat that you look, or sneaky athletic, which also means, wow, you actually are athletic. You just are in a big frame. And as a kid, I would hear these things and comments on the field or in competitive nature, trash talk, and you would just kind of brush it off. But at some point, you would start to believe these things about yourself. It's like being on a roller coaster, too. And sometimes as an adult, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. I'll have moments where I'm really doing well in my journey and maybe I'm losing weight or getting healthy. And then suddenly I'm creeping back up the scale and numbers. And it's just like a roller coaster up and down and up and down. When I was a grad student out in Texas, I had a mentor who challenged me to lose some weight. I'd gotten larger. I was in seminary and I'm going to be studying in ministry. And he said, dude, you cannot be a large person. You need to lose some weight. You need to get healthy. And so we kind of talked through different things. And we decided that we would do this program called Body for Life. And we set goals and we went after it. We hit it hard. We worked out. We watched what we ate and we hit our goals and we celebrated. And I remember just the sense of accomplishment in losing some of those pounds in order to be healthier, not only in the way I looked, but in the way I felt. After I graduated from seminary and moved across the country back to Georgia, began dating my now wife, and through different activities and through different lifestyles as far as eating out and doing a bunch of different things and not working out, I gained a bunch of weight. In fact, from the time we started dating until we got married, I, I probably put on 40 to 50 pounds. It's amazing. When you look at our wedding picture, you just simply look at her and say, how in the world did he end up with her? Except for God's grace. It's God's grace alone that she would marry me. After we got married and we began living in Anderson, we would go to the gym. We, would, we joined the YMCA 
but I really didn't know what to do. I hate running. The only time I enjoyed running as a kid was when I was playing sports. I hate running. I didn't really enjoy lifting weights. I didn't know what I was doing. I kind of felt out of place. So I'd go through the motions, but I really wasn't doing anything of value. And then Anderson offered this program called the Biggest Loser Competition. Yeah, it was based on the show, The Biggest Loser, where you weigh in on a scale, and then each week you kind of weigh in and see where you stand, except for, for the competition. We didn't have to weigh in every week. We weighed in a couple times. But the idea was this, is that whoever lost the biggest percentage of body weight would be the winner. I entered it, and I began immediately chasing it. Because when you give me a goal and when you give me a sight, I'm going hard after it. And so I did everything I could to lose weight. That was right when Lynn Sanity, oh, excuse me, Jeremy Lynn was Lynn Sanity. Insanity was the workout program. Some of you guys know P90X. It was kind of the, the complement to that. And I remember doing that in Hunt Chapel with some students and some friends. And Then I would play basketball. I'd do a bunch of activity, just trying to burn as many calories as possible. And at the end of the challenge, I was declared the biggest loser at Anderson. And for my prize, you know what I got? I lost 50 pounds. And for my prize, I got Chick-fil-A for a year. That's right. The prize for the person who lost the most percentage of body fat was 52 number one combo meals from Chick-fil-A. I don't care how much Christian chicken that is. It is not healthy for somebody who has just dropped 50 pounds to suddenly get 52 number one combo meal coupons in their hand. For those of you who don't know, number one combo is a fried chicken sandwich and french fries and a soda. And I went to the operator and said, hey, look, I just lost a bunch of weight. I don't really need to be eating these. Is there a way we can swap them out? He said, well, you know, our chicken sandwich is the healthiest option that among a, a lot of restaurants. In fact, Our combo meal only has 41 grams of fat, whereas these other places you might go have way more fat. And I looked at him and said, sir, I haven't had 41 grams of fat in a day in the last three, four weeks. And so they were very kind. They worked with me. They gave me some salads and then some grilled chicken combo meals. But eventually, guess what happens? The weight started to come back on. Not all of it, a little bit. My wife's kind of shortened the time frame and said, hey, we need to get back on this. And so she decided that we were going to do CrossFit. In fact, I was like, no, I'm not doing CrossFit. I'm not going to do this. She introduced us. I was like, okay, we'll just learn the movements. We'll go for three months and then we'll go back to the Y and I'll do them because at least then I'll know what I'm doing. We are still doing CrossFit today. That's a whole nother episode that I may or may not get into. I risk you guys making fun of us. But for me, this kind of changed my workout routine because I really started to enjoy working out, really started to enjoy burning calories on a natural level. I just still really enjoyed eating because food was my quest. We did a food plan there at one point during our time. The coach for the food plan there was really focused on eliminating sodium from our diet. And so even to the point of, hey, you don't need to get Chick-fil-A grilled chicken nuggets because they have too much sodium. And so I cut out as much sodium as possible, which helped with water retention. But at some point, you're regularly going to go back to probably having some sodium. And so that plan didn't even work. We ended up moving to Myrtle Beach. We ate at Bojangles a lot. We ate out to eat a lot. And so what ended up happening was the pounds began to come back on. 
little by little. And I would work out hard, but little by little, the pounds would come back on. And I would find myself running in the mornings during CrossFit workout, thinking about donuts that I was going to eat later that day, or thinking about the, the milkshake that I wanted. And I wasn't really even thinking about being healthy anymore. I was just doing things so that I could eat something later on. And what I realized was you cannot outwork a bad diet. In fact, that's one of the big things for my journey is this, is that no matter how hard I work, my diet is what sets the tone for being healthy. You cannot outwork a bad diet. I try to plan, if you're familiar with the macros, uh, macros focuses on carbs and proteins and fats. And I tried it, my, my friend recommended it to me and I tried it, but they had my numbers all wrong and it just didn't work out for me. And so I really continued to be heavy and gain weight and I just become comfortable being uncomfortable in my own body. And then everything kind of finally hit ahead during the pandemic. The year was 2020. Things were shut down. We began working out in our gym, but really it was eating whatever I wanted to, really wasn't going out and doing public things a lot. And I just got big. And I remember looking at pictures and putting on clothes and feeling these clothes didn't fit and being uncomfortable. And I decided enough was enough. And so towards the fall, of 2020, I began on this journey, this most recent journey where I said, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to get fit. And I'm going to be in the best shape of my life for my birthday. My 40th birthday was going to be in April. And I was also trying to qualify for a fitness competition. And I said, if I make this competition, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life for this competition. And so I really focused my mind in on April as an end date. And I wanted to be ready for that. Now, I started in the late fall, which means I still had Halloween, I had Thanksgiving, I had Christmas holidays, all to work through. And people ask me, hey, what did you do? Like, how did you do it? Oh, you must have cut out your carbs. And I just respond, no, I, I ate everything. In fact, I had a slice of pizza. Now, I only had one slice instead of a half a pizza, or maybe I had a donut, but I had one donut instead of six donuts. I just got control of my food. People ask, what did you do? And I said, I got control of my food. I never was, I never stopped working out. I just continued to work out, but I got control of what I put into my body. And a couple of things I noticed during this time was I started helping other people. And what I realized in my own life and other people's life is this, is that when it comes to food intake, we're guilty of several things. Number one we're guilty of is we severely underestimate portion size. We underestimate what an actual portion is and we overindulge naturally because that's what our bodies have been trained to do. And so what I tell people is, hey, if you're really focused on, you want to get control of what you're eating is measure everything. Put everything you put in your body on a scale and measure it and you will see what a true portion size is. The other one is the palm method. If it should, one portion size should fit in the palm of your hand. I had a friend who works out with me in the morning and he came to me and was talking about different things. And I just told him this. I say, why don't you just measure everything for the next week and a half to two weeks and see what happens? He came back a couple weeks later. I was like, dude, just in cereal alone, I was eating three times what the portion size was. Evidently, he had this big bowl and he was eating a bowl full of cereal thinking it was one portion size. He was eating three bowls of cereal portion wise and it was containing all this extra sugar, 
all this extra carbohydrates that he did not need and he was not burning at that time. He cut that out and he lost five pounds instantly simply by getting control of his portion size. Number two is this. People forget what they put in their mouth. Uh, It is so easy to just take a snack here, take a little nibble there, and not record what's actually going on in our mouth. And so when we're really trying to get control over what we're eating, it's important to know what's going in. And so I encourage people to write down everything. And that's what I did. I used an app to record everything through MyFitnessPal. They're not paying me, though. Hey, this is a great time to say, if you want to sponsor the program and you know all you want to know about weight loss, hey, come be a sponsor. Maybe I'll interview you. You can be a sponsor on the Nieces Nugs podcast. But what I tell people is just record everything. Record everything and you'll begin to see what actually is going in your mouth. And then the other thing is this, is you can have anything, but you have to limit your quantity. You see, for me, if you tell me, David, you can lose weight if you just don't eat this, this, this. The problem is the reason I eat this, this, and this is because I like this, this, and this, which means the moment you tell me that I can now have this, this, and this, I'm going to go back and have this, this, and this, which is going to bring weight back on. That's why I just don't think diets in general, things that they are completely prohibitive work because at some point you enjoy eating it, so you're going to go back to it. So really what's worked for me and what's how I've tried to help other people with is just to limit the quantity. So for example, I measure things and then I limit the quantity. When I'm really focused in on really eating right, I limit the quantity of what goes in my mouth. And I focus in on staying within those parameters and realizing that my body doesn't need everything that I think that it needs. And so what I did during this time was I I really focused in on eating three to five meals a day, certain quantities, small, some carbs, some clean carbs, some proteins, and some fat, a nice combination of all of them. I didn't give up anything I just made them cleaner choices, and I would eat, and the more clean I ate, the more food I was allowed to eat. Now, it's still a process. I mean, today alone, it was my birthday, but I had a nice peanut butter cheesecake that Georgia made for me. I had a nice chocolate cake that my mom made for me. Actually, she made it for my daughter, whose birthday is tomorrow. I had some nachos and cheese. I mean, I was just indulging in the birthday meal. But guess what? I'm I'm not going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to eat well-informed meals tomorrow. I'm going to make good decisions. And here's one of the things I think for my takeaways for this episode and in life in general is this, is just stack good decisions. I think sometimes the hardest thing for any of us to do, no matter what area of life it is, whether it's food or saving money or reading books or achieving goals, setting years resolutions, whatever it is, is that we never start stacking good decisions. Have you ever built a puzzle and you realize you start on the edge because you can start to see it come together and the more pieces that fit in, the more momentum you have, the more encouragement you have to continue on. It's the same way with this. The more decisions that you begin stacking, good decisions on good decisions, you will start to see the picture unfolding before your eyes and realize that you are moving in the right direction. You see, sometimes we treat weight loss or getting healthy as if we just run into a brick wall and that we have the ability to knock everything down with one bad decision we make. Friends, you are only one decision away from the next best decision. 
and I always try to remind myself this. If I make a decision that I'm unhappy with when it comes to food, the next decision I make can be a great decision. It's up to me. And so we have to continually stack good decisions and keep marching in the right direction and start getting those victories and realizing that the momentum is building into towards the goals that we have. It carries over, like I said, whether it's saving money, paying off debt, reading books, or any other goal you have, start stacking good decisions. It's a mindset to focus in and say, next decision is going to be the best decision I can make so that my goals are achieved. The other thing I want to say is this. It comes down to balance. For many of us, we get in an unhealthy spot because we're not balanced people. I don't know about your personality, but my personality is that I go all in. So if you give me no parameters and no goals and no limitations, I'm all in if I want to be all in. Now, the things that I don't want to be all in, I'm all out. But balance is huge. And for health reasons, balance is an amazing reason. Because here at the end of the day, I'm not... My goal is not to be skinny. My goal is to be healthy, which requires a balance of nutrition coming into my body. It also requires a balance of fitness, exerting energy to burn calories and different things that I do. For many of you, you just need to find balance in your life, whether it's with food or whether it's finances, whether it's with friendship or whether it's how you spend your time. Balance is a huge help to figuring out how do I live a healthy life. Now, like I said, you might not struggle with this at all, and I'm just continuing on in the journey. I'm about to go on a cruise, and on that cruise, I'm going to have many opportunities to not eat the things that I should be eating, but I'm also going to have the opportunity to work out. And at the end of the day, my goals, I will set a goal at the end of the cruise to be a certain area of what I want to weigh, because then it kind of tunes me down to what I can eat. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be on a cruise. I'm on vacation, so I want to partake. It's a time of celebration. So this week leading up, I'm going to focus in on making excellent decisions so that I have a hedge going into that week. So here's the deal. What are, you, what are your goals? What are you looking forward to? What are you trying to accomplish? Start stacking good decisions that will help you get to where you want to go. Listen, next week, I have two special episodes dropping for you. Two episodes, bonus episode next week. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for tuning in. Hope this is just kind of give you a picture of where I've been the last uh, several months and years. And uh, if you're in this process, man, keep going. Find somebody to encourage you. And if you're not in this process, here's my challenge to you. Go find somebody who is in this process and encourage them along the way. Your encouragement could help them make the next best decision. See you friends next week.